0: Hello, welcome to episode 304 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you this time with three more candidates again. This, these ones I'm gonna call Big Boys, Long Boys Who Play Defense. Uh yeah, it'll be three, it'll be three players: Leonard Miller, Bilal Kulabale, and uh Ra- Rupert, Ryan Rupert. Um, Fong, you, you, you tell me how to pronounce this one. You, you suggested them.
1: Ryan Rupert. And wait, who was the second guy again. (laughs) Well, at least
0: that's how I hear it.
1: Oh gosh. Um, little mistake on my part. I thought we were going to go over, um, Derek Whitehead.
0: Oh, Derek Whitehead. Oh, yeah. Were we? I mean I we can talk about him okay we can save Bilal Kulabale for another episode I don't have that many thoughts on um uh, Whitehead was kind of why I kind of skipped over him but
1: me we neither can, but <laughs> we, can do,
0: we can do Whitehead um too so Wait. it's not just long boys. uh it is you know a guy that can also shoot so I lied about that anyways uh let, let's start with a guy w- that we did agree on uh let's talk Leonard Miller uh, Leonard Miller, I am trying to find his stats right now. I, I really need to get better at just uh, pulling these before um I start the episode. So he is a six, let's see, six ten wing or forward, however you want to say it, probably more forward than anything. Um 6'10 forward with a 7-2 wingspan, 210 pounds. He is gonna be 19, I believe, when he gets drafted. Um he averaged 18 points a game uh shot 55 from the field and 32 percent from three shot well from the free throw line 70 percent. so that is kind of the gist of who this player is uh what were your first thoughts when you watched uh clips about him
1: definitely in my opinion a more supercharged metu in a way uh i mean a guy that can fish with both hands i mean handles the ball pretty decently um has a lot of uh you know going down the hill uh drives to the rim and defense i mean uh, we'll probably get to that well yeah
0: the offense i generally like he's definitely a guy that doesn't is, is not great at creating for himself he's he's okay at it but he really feasts off of being set up by other guys like He's really he's he scores a lot off cuts uh, off the pick and roll as the role man and kind of just hanging out in the dunker spot. And he has really good like body control to kind of finish around guys or through them. Just like, you know, he he's a play finisher is how I describe him.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, when he's in transition, he's going to go down good <laughs> good go, uh, run the train uh and in pick and rolls i mean he's definitely a pretty good role man from what i've seen so other than that i mean that's pretty much most of his offense i would say
0: yeah um but which is really good like it's not saying like he doesn't have much of a bag it's not his primary thing but yeah mostly he really works as a complementary player but you know as a creator like he has a really good coast-to-coast game Uh, If he if he grabs the rebound, like he is coming down the court and he has a surprisingly good handle for someone who's like that big, like, again, 6'10", but like pretty good handle and really embraces contact, which is surprising. Like he can finish around guys very well, but he, he embraces like just trying to go through guys, initiating contact for
1: fouls. Yeah. And like I said, I can finish with both hands and he has a pretty nice folder, I would say, as well.
0: Yeah, um, also, also, like, surprisingly good at attacking a closeout. Like, we'll get to his jump shot a little bit, but, like, he's not exactly a shooter, but yet he is surprisingly good at attacking off, like, closeouts, like getting to the rim and just finishing through around, and just over guys.
1: Mm -hmm, Pretty much.
0: He also has uh, shown some really nice flashes of, like, good passing. Now, I wouldn't call him, like, Jokic or, or anything, but, like, he... He can make the right pass. He has some nice no looks. Definitely shows that he has a good feel on that end.
1: Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say serviceable, but in the middle of the pack, I guess you could say. I mean, he doesn't make too many uh hasty uh passes, I'd say. And he's pretty smart about uh, what you call it. Making the right play for himself or the team, I'd say.
0: Yeah. And sup- one thing, another thing that surprised me, just because, again, he, he profiles as a guy who's going to struggle a little bit shooting despite a good free throw percentage. Surprisingly good at attacking bigger, slower guys off the dribble who just sag off of him. Again, a very good handle for someone that tall. And he has pretty good quickness going to the rim. It, it just keeps surprising me, like a guy that just. Again, does not shoot very well, has guys sag off of him, still be able to get to the rim the way he can.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see how that translates into the NBA, because I feel like it might be a little more tougher in his kind of situation if he's not that great at spacing the floor. But, I mean, I think it could be serviceable enough for a specific uh, role for himself, I think.
0: Yeah, like, and he, again, he has actually really good feel for how to be a cutter and just how to uh, kind of just to be, to like, again, be a surprisingly effective finisher. And that, that can serve itself pretty well. Like, if you can just time his cuts like really well, like, mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll get to the way later in the episode, but like, I just watched Christian Braun, uh, and in, in the uh, finals game three, like, he's a shooter, but like how he attacked, like, Just how he just kind of got to the rim and just, you know, really punished the heat with cuts. Like, there's a way you can be effective without having to shoot. And I think, um, I think Leonard can learn that.
1: Yeah. I'd say give it time. I mean, he's still young. I mean, most of these guys are pretty still young and, uh, can probably develop, uh, pretty well. But uh, mm, I'm kind of iffy about his shot to be honest still after watching a lot of clips of him
0: we'll we'll get to that in a bit we'll stick with the positives I, on defense really really good lateral quickness especially for a guy that big and he has crazy length, seven two wingspan like able to kind of keep up with guys and even if a guy kind of gets like an extra step he can recover with chase down blocks and just shows good effort on that end and also like he's like, he's really good at keeping his hands up. I really like like that part of his game.
1: Yeah, and especially being, like you said, what, 210 pounds? Yeah, 210 uh, pounds, yeah. Yeah, I thought I would be on the lower end for most of the time. But, I mean, he pretty much bodies most uh, forwards and guards, I'd say, in when he was playing the G League. So, I mean, that's a pretty good plus we'll see how I know I'm always going to say this we'll see how it comes to uh bigger guys I, I guess you could say
0: yeah and like again surprisingly being only 210 like he does not get straight bullied granted it is guys in the G League but you are playing against grown men and yeah like even with kind of just a slight frame he's able to kind of withstand contact like absorb contact and just hold up very well uh, also, surprisingly good at getting around screens for a guy that's 6'10". Now that, that is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially uh, him as a help defender. I mean, he's good with the rotations and uh, pretty smart about protecting that rim as well.
0: Yeah, good help instincts. And like, yeah, again, you very good at just keeping his hands up and not fouling and using for verticality. Very, very rare for someone that young. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. That's that's a lot of the good. Let's get to some of the bad. Look, we talked about it. He He's not a good catch-and-shoot guy, and his mechanics just look weird to me. Like, it reminds me of Jaron Jackson's uh, mechanics, but the main issue I see is that he does not sync up his lower body with his upper body, and, like, particularly when he releases it. It feels like he jumps, like, up a half a second early, and I it just looks weird
1: i'd say in some of the clips i saw he takes a little too much time to shoot as if he if he's like trying to set up right when he catches the ball like he's not ready to catch and shoot (laughs) as we as it says but um it seems like he readies right and thinks about shooting right when he has the ball in his hand
0: it's yeah and like the set the base is really weird like it it, there's a lot of stuff that i feel is wrong with his jump shot it just again like he cannot time his upper body and lower body perfectly and again like there's a level of hesitancy with him which does not help and like teams kind of got teams like know that and they started just sagging off him daring him to shoot and for better for worse he was willing to he was willing to kind of engage in that war
1: yeah I mean, in my opinion, I think he can be, I would say, a little above average shooter. I think he has the tools that can develop uh, into a better shooter, but I mean, it's gonna it takes time, and of course, I mean, I prefer if he <laughs> quickens the shot a little better as well.
0: Define above average shooter for
1: me. Uh, I'd say like... I think like I said, he has the tools. The shot looks fine for the most part, in my opinion. Like I said, if he kind of quickens his shot and not kind of like think before shooting, but instead of by like setting himself up before getting the catch, I think he should be fine. Ah like
0: the the free throw stuff and like it projects well and of and like as has jared or as jared jackson has proven you don't need a pretty form to be a good shooter and you know he's a he's a decent shooter he's not a great shooter but again he needs to find a way to sync up sync up his shot it just feels like he he, it just feels like he jumps too early and he's just gonna need to fix that and he's gotta like you know fix a lot of his preparation like his feet aren't set a lot of the time and It just feels like he rushes things a little bit. And another thing that I kind of noticed, it feels like he shoots from the middle of his body too much, in my opinion, as opposed to like being more on his left side because he's left-handed. There's a lot of just weird mechanical stuff going on with his his shot that I don't love. And I think it can be fixed, but it has to be in the right situation. Hopefully like the Kings, if they draft him, can fix that jump shot. Because it's not pretty right now.
1: No, it's not pretty now, but yeah, I'd say give it some time. And I mean, definitely, <laughs> if he does develop one, I mean, he's already a pretty good, uh, what you might call a free and D player in my eyes.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just see. You just never know. Like, like maybe a guy just works to iron out a shot, right? and like he's got some shooting touch. Like he had some, he had some like mid range fadeaways that looked honestly a bit ugly but they went in so maybe there's something there
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh some more of the bad um he, so th- this is one of those times where i was i'm just watching clips from on youtube of just some of his weaknesses and he has some really really funny turnovers like the turnovers he had definitely fit on a Shack the rule shacked in the full reel
1: yeah, pretty much. I mean, I remember uh, I remember seeing an inbound play, and he was trying to inbound the ball, and it, it just straight up felt like he just passed it to the wrong man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's – it's not good, and definitely. A, a lot
0: of it, I think, stems from just his indecision. It just feels like he's trying to process a little bit too much, and he starts to hesitate. And then just kind of gets stuck in between trying to pass it or trying to do something else, and you know that's just something he's gonna have to iron out. And it, it it just really led to some really funny results. And a lot of it just feels like a lack of focus. Like there are there were too many times. Like it is literally a note that uh, Box and One had where he had a hilarious up hilarious amount of just really bad inbound passes that went to the other team or just threw it out of bounds for no reason. I have not laughed as much as laughed as much at someone just making mistakes in a while, like just throwing the ball out of bounds for no reason. There was a play there. Well, there were two plays that box in one hand where he literally was trying to cut to the basket and for no reason just stepped out of bounds. And like he doesn't get back in early enough. And I don't know why it made me laugh as much as it did, but there's a there's a certain level of just really bad basketball IQ from him. And I don't know if it's gonna be an issue. He is ridiculously young, so I think a lot of these things get ironed out, but it, it was really hilarious to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely has a lot of raw skill. Just I would not trust him with the ball in his hand in terms of um what you would call it, handling it or he, I mean his playmaking's not there I'd say either so you would
0: just hope that if he is driving to the rim it's a dribble and straight to the rim if he does not have a clear lane I would say to pass it but that's going to be an adventure you know um it, it's going to be tricky with him of course he he's got a lot of development to do and we don't know where he'll be you know in a few years but as of now, you know, not much of a live dribble passer, not much of a live dribble kind of like decision maker. Just he's just really, really young. A, a lot of these issues, and I think a lot of things, these things do kind of iron themselves out in the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, like you know, he, he's a he's a decent he's a decent enough passer. He has shown some flashes, but there are also fl- uh, moments where he really, really telegraphs where he's going to pass it, and again, that leads to a lot of his turnovers. He is staring a hole at the guy he's trying to pass to. And, you know, these, the other opponents are not blind and they can see him staring and will just try and nap that pass. And that's what led to a lot of his turnovers.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, Any kind of other notes you have on him before I kind of get to, I guess, my final thoughts on him?
1: I don't know. I mean, other than the rest of his weaknesses, which is, defensive inconsistencies I mean he does jump a lot or you know fall for a lot of fakes uh, I think uh, his footwork might need some more work as well I mean that can develop over time pretty easily I feel and other than that I mean I did see some funny quiz of him slipping which turned into uh, whatchamacallit Not turnovers, but when he was trying to guard, I mean. Great line
0: drives and just getting blown by a lot. That was like, I don't want to say a surprising issue that he had, but yeah, not very good on the closeout. Just bad footwork and just allows like a blow by way too easily.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think footwork can definitely be uh, one of the easiest uh, to, you know, polish out when when he gets to the NBA. But other than that, I mean... I think he should be fine for the most part.
0: Yeah. So like my kind of just general sense on him, he's a very intriguing uh, intriguing prospect that provides a lot of things that the Kings need, like, you know, length, athleticism, and just, you know, some good defense, some good defensive things. And a lot of the issues with, with him, like the turnovers, the decision-making, just some of the basketball IQ stuff, he's just young like a lot of these things i think iron themselves out like when he gets in the nba and into into a good program
1: mm-hmm. and we i guess we'll see how he does and yeah whoever drafts him i guess and yeah like he provides a lot of things the kings
0: do and i think the kings can develop him in the right, right way well but you know that that kind of stuff you can never really project oh yeah all right, let's move on to our next guy, a guy that I did not actually think we were doing this week, but, you know, Fong dictates that. Um, so <laughs> anyways, Derek Whitehead, uh, six. So it says he's six, seven. There's some places I read he's six, five, but six, seven, um, six, seven with a six, ten wingspan uh, around. T- t- so let's see. It says he's 220 pounds. It also says he's 270. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's 220 pounds. Uh Averaged eight points a game, two rebounds, one assist, shot 42% from the field, but 42.9% from three and eight and 79% from the free throw line. Uh, Yeah. So first thoughts on him. Um, He can shoot.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he has a, uh, what, 44.3% catch and shoot percentage. Really nice um his form now even though it looks kind of fuggly but and but it has a high release which i like um and for some reason it goes in <laughs>
0: does it feel like he has a really weird hitch to like if he pauses like at the at the top of like the uh at the top of the shot and then shoots it
1: yeah it's it's weird i, I don't it's hard to explain without you know like seeing it for yourself, but I mean, if, if with this guy, if it goes in, it goes in <laughs> that's all we care about. Right.
0: Yeah. And that, like, that is a very valuable skill. He is 100% a shooter. I don't know if the, I don't know if there's any concerns with the form, as you said, like a high release, maybe he needs to like refine it just a little bit to get off a little quicker, but overall, like, I think you can count on him on being a good shooter.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, Pretty much consistent, surprisingly, and I mean, all most of his contested shots. I mean, it still goes in, which is even more surprising.
0: Um, what did you think about his finishing?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> going to the weakness, I guess, uh, right now, but he, he's not really bursty at all. I mean, his athleticism is very, um, kind of stunted just because of the multiple foot injuries he has throughout his uh you know basketball career so it's not so great i mean his touch isn't great he he can't really great for himself he's not crafty i mean he's just pretty much kind of like uh was it Monty bates in a way that i mean can shoot but i mean just because he doesn't have the athleticism for himself, uh kind of makes it hard for him to uh be good at finishing.
0: Yeah, like he is very groundbound and just uh, you can't like it's hard to judge. Like and I'm not gonna watch his high school tape. <laughs> I just don't want to put myself through that. Yeah. But like, you know, he, he's a very groundbound guy and he's, and he, you know, again, it's the foot injury, so he probably didn't have time to adapt to kind of his new circumstance where he just cannot elevate, so, like, the the finishes were a bit ugly, just not, just not great inside the arc, like, he has, he's got, like, a little, he's got a nice pull-up game, but, like, as soon as you can, like, force him to go to the rim, it's not, it's not pretty, and, like, I don't know if that can fix itself in in the league because he just had another foot surgery. And, you know, like, who knows, like, if he can ever regain his uh, athleticism. If he doesn't, he can shoot. But, like, the finishing is very
1: concerning. Yeah. And just quickly to move on to the defensive potential, I mean, he's good on all ball. But, I mean, everything else, I'd say... Because of his foot injury, again, uh, he's pretty slow on to uh, keeping up with guys. So, yeah, most of his game is going to revolve on if he's going to be healthy or not to, uh, you know, become that uh guy to move on to the next step. But other than that, I mean, he can shoot. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I can say.
0: Yeah, like, you can't get over the fact that, like, he, he can shoot. But the defense... It- like again, as you said, on ball is really good. He's got quick hands. He's he can be like really pesky. He's also like decently good at like reading like passing lanes. I thought, but like the the effort isn't consistent. And as you mentioned, there are times he gets blown by. And part of it is just like he can't move very well. And you know, again, foot injury or not foot injury, it's hard to tell. But like he, if in the right system. I think he can actually learn to kind of just be able to, I think you can teach him to play good team defense. I think that stuff can be taught, but a lot of it just depends on just whether he can get healthy again. And just coming into the, coming into the NBA injury like that, it does not project well.
1: No, I mean, in my personal opinion, I wouldn't take the risk just because, I mean, he has a huge history about it. So yeah, it's sad to say that. I mean, unless he does get to that point of health, then it's a no for me for now.
0: Here's a question Which one would you rather take, Imani Bates or Derek Whitehead? Oh,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, Imani Bates, I mean, he has no defense <laughs> at all. At least Derek <laughs> has some on ball, but. <sighs> If you could compare who's the better shooter, in my opinion, Imani Bates, just because he has a lot more um play time uh, compared to Dariq. Because I think Dariq missed like what the first three games of his uh call college career uh due to injury. <laughs> so
0: I have no clue if that's true. I'll just take your word for it.
1: Yeah, I wrote down he fractured his right foot missing the first three games and
0: remember man. he literally just had another goddamn surgery it just sits it doesn't end with him and feet he needs to go see the lebron james of feet
1: yeah so i mean
0: yeah you, you gotta go heal
1: lebron he, he definitely has a small sample size which proves to him that you know i mean he's a good player but it's just not big enough for a good decision to make uh regarding of, um, Potentially picking him at twenty-four, which I probably wouldn't at all.
0: Uh, Also, another just really, really just strong weakness of him: he does not pass. He's not much of a passer at all. He's mostly just a guy who's going to catch and shoot, and you know, gonna probably just move the ball. Not just not a guy that makes the next pass or type thing. So, don't expect him to really make some make crazy good reads or anything like that. He like sure if something is wide open, he'll catch it, but yeah, negative to negative uh, assist to turnover ratio, not good stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And this is not to shit on him. He there is a very good chance he ends up being good. He reminds me a lot of Terrence Ross, and a guy like Terrence Ross has carved out a really nice role like for himself in the NBA, and always will be kind of a guy that's sought out. So like, there's a role for him, but he's gonna he to, to take him at the twenty fourth pick like that. That I I would hate that pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would consider him probably mid-second round, evading. no offense to him, just because, I mean, he does have some baggage on him in terms of injuries, and, I mean, his weaknesses does surround that, so, unless we see some sort of improvement in those areas, like, post being healthy and <laughs> not getting injured again, I, yeah, I can't see him being around that 20 range
0: yeah um i would definitely consider him in the second round like what that th- was i think we had the 38th and the 54th i could be, totally be wrong on those numbers but it's around there like i would i wouldn't hate it if it's like in the second round like in the second round it is whatever at that point and yeah why not kind of take a risk at a guy who has a lot who was a very good uh who was a very good high school player before the injuries
1: oh yeah I mean, I saw some of his high school clips. I mean, it's really good, don't get me wrong. But that's, like, that's the past. Uh, from what I've seen from Duke, I mean, it's what you kind of expect for Tariq at the moment.
0: I will say, I have, like, uh, utmost respect for people who study high school tape.
1: Because it's, it, it's yeah. so
0: much shit. <laughs> like, you know, like always hear, like, EYBL and all that stuff. And... Just, most of at least like from what I see there's a lot of like you know highlights mostly but it's hard to study tape for, for me for yeah. high school tape from high, high school just because you're you're playing against inferior competition there's no 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 disrespect to a lot of the guys like it's it's hard to compare and like just to see how it translates
1: yeah especially like with how many high schools there are around the nation and you know I mean though some guys just travel around just to see high school players which is Crazy enough. I mean, I know like one guy that for football that travels around high schools to watch games. And that's already pretty crazy enough, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, like, you know, cr- credit to all these scouts who do that. It is not a fun job.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. Let's move on to our fo- third and final guy. How do you pronounce his name? Ray- Rayon?
1: Ryan? I'm going I'm to say Ryan. It right. sounds like...
0: Yeah, Ryan Rupert uh from the New Zealand Breakers. 67 with a 73 wingspan. Uh let's see. I've I can't break this habit. I need to pull up his stats. I've never I mean
1: oh, oh, you already told <laughs> the high and wingspan. That's a high roller too.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh pulling up his profile right now. So, okay. Well, he averaged uh, 5.9 points, 0. 0.9 assists, 2.1 rebounds. And he shot 35% from the field. Fuck yeah, me, that's bad. I, Holy shit, I didn't realize it was that bad.
1: It, are we looking at the right year? Because I think... This was last year. This was
0: 22-23. Granted, they, they don't play a lot of games, 28 games. And, you know, he, he only plays 17 minutes a game. So, like, it, you know, probably if you put that to, like, you know, thirty per 36, it will probably show a little better. But overall, he's going to be a bit of more of a project player. But he does a lot of good things.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. And I it definitely reflects on, you know, his stats in some ways for um you know the offensive end. But I mean, in terms of defense, he I wouldn't say he's the best out of all we reviewed, but he's pretty decent in terms of uh having a fight in him.
0: Yeah, I like I wrote down he takes pride on defense, and let's start there, like his defense. He is a disruptive player. He as, as we mentioned had crazy long arms, six, seven with a seven three wingspan. Like just crazy long arms, crazy good length, and incredible effort to like stay in front of his guy and use his long arms to pressure. And on top of all that, crazy quick hands at the end of his arms. And just like he gets a lot of those pick sixes. Like, we're well, not pick sixes, like he just rips guys at half court and you know like he also reads passes really well to get like pick sixes just a terror on the defensive end
1: yeah pretty much in terms of defense a jack of all trades um definitely like he fights to stay in front of a lot of guys like you said he has the length to get a lot of steals and a lot of deflections um i don't know about his rim protection too much uh because didn't really see too much of that but other than that i mean he has a pretty nice presence and uh you know puts that pressure in terms of defense
0: yeah like y- you mentioned like jack of all trades but like normally that implies like oh he's not really like great at all the- no he's great at basically all parts of defense like you know he- you know there's not a lot of uh rim protection clips, but you can tell like he's in the right position to make a play a lot of the time and mm-hmm. like he'll he'll be right there to tag the roller And like, you know, if the guy thinks he's open and like he's within the vicinity of the guy, he will get that pick six. He's Mm. just so long, so quick. Play again, takes pride on this side of the ball and just really like lays not lays himself out, but like he plays with an energy and a ferocity that like that like you just don't see from a lot of guys because he takes this shit really personally and really seriously.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mike Brown's going to love him.
0: Yeah. And then on offense, it's a work in progress. And yeah, as we just said, the stats are not great, but he does a lot of things that I think would just be great on the Kings. Like he loves to push the pace in transition. He loves to go, go coast to coast. He's, he, he you know, is a willing passer in transition, a pretty good passer as well, like overall. And he uses, like, long strides to to throw off, like, defender's timing a, a la, like a, uh, like, a Harrison Barnes and, to a certain degree, a De'Aaron Fox. There, there's a lot of stuff that would, he would just fit right in with the Kings.
1: Yeah, definitely give him an open lane and teammates to run with him. I mean, he is going to make some magic.
0: Yeah, and then, like, you can see it on, like, the other side where, like, De'Aaron is going, is going like, you know, like, a thousand miles per hour and he happens to fill the lane. Like, there's a lot of stuff he can do, and yeah, just a very like again, work in progress. But there's a lot of great stuff with him. Like, he can handle the ball, he can use really long strides and just uh to get to the rim. It, it, he, he's got a lot of good there, although again, work in progress. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so as we mentioned, as I just mentioned, like really good passer in transition, but also really good passer in the pick and roll. He's able to. He's not like crazy, ridiculous good with some of his like really like high level passing, but he makes the right play. Like he can make you know the 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 simple play. He can make kind of like a uh, like intermediate level read, and these overall just uh, again a lot of potential. Like uh, as a as a baseline of what he already is at such a young age, mm-hmm.
1: and definitely he does have some touch i'd say when he gets near the hoop but i mean if you're open you're open and uh whatchamacaw he has a pretty decent i'd say a hook not hook shot sorry floater
0: like also like both hands like he he has a lot of those left-handed kind of kind of like hook shots um, like what i kind of call them like half hook shots like and then yeah he has he has like even left-handed floaters even Mm mm-hmm yeah, really good amber-dextrous touch. Okay. All right. So, well, that's a lot of the good. Some of the bad. He has, he shot, so as we mentioned, just uh, 5.2 points. Shot a 35% of the field. Shot 23.4% from three. And the catch and shoot isn't exactly much better at
1: 26.9%. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. I mean, his best spot is the corner, which not saying much really other than that i mean a lot of teams would just leave him <laughs> to uh you know dare him to shoot so it, i mean especially what in the in their nbl finals i think yeah nbl nbl finals yeah i mean he was he, he they just let him like cook <laughs> if he if he can cook uh in terms of uh shooting beyond the arc
0: yeah so here's my here's my thing with him like He's definitely a willing shooter. He is not going to be like ter- like deterred, by guys leaving him open and and disrespecting him. Whether or not he can make them pay is a whole other story. But for better or for worse, he will shoot them. And to me, it's a it's an encouraging sign as a guy who's willing to do to make the make the right play. And you know he's not afraid of the moment he's not afraid of looking bad and you know they basically played him off the floor in the finals and you know he again he's young he's a work in progress but it is encouraging to me that he's at least like shooting them without straight without hesitation
1: yeah which in the future will play a big part once he improves and hopefully i mean in my opinion he does have the tools as well to uh, improve his shooting. It's just uh, we'll see about his form, which I mean, for the most part, I think it looks pretty nice. Wouldn't you say?
0: It looks fine. Like it's a bit slow, but like the big, there's nothing like mechanically wrong with it. And apparently, he had been working on that like the entire season, and he improved a lot as the season uh, mm. went
1: on. Yeah, I mean, other than you know him shooting short a lot of times, which i forgot if that's a bad thing i think shooting uh shooting over is a good thing right
0: not re- well you missed so no
1: well <laughs>
0: <laughs> no like it, missing short is like just kind of it's usually your legs is usually a sign of what the what the issue is mm. again like he he's a big work in progress and apparently he did improve a lot during the season which where the hell did he start from um but you know he's a he's definitely a guy that's a that definitely is a hard worker. And again, the the like lack of like sh- I, I guess the lack of shame in just missing and just guys leaving you open. Th- it tells me a lot of his mentality, and that that's a lot of in- that's very encouraging to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah. Um, la- I guess last I guess last two things about with the bad. Not he has no pull up game right now. Like we just. We just talked about like his catch and shoot isn't great. His pull-up game is worse. Like his form (laughs) is just, it's just janky. He's not, he's not comfortable pulling up. And yeah, he, it's a lot of ugly misses. You can just tell it's just not something he's ready to do yet. But again, he's willing to put in the reps, which is encouraging. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he does struggle to finish over big men in the paint. And it's not with a lot, it's not for a lack of trying. He is, he simply is just too skinny, right now to be able to actually do anything like he he he's too skinny to like you know to, to play through contact you know he's his length can only get him so far and it's something like he, i think he'll improve as he adds like more strength to his frame and he just works on his uh, footwork
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely in terms of getting inside um the mid-range area he definitely has a pretty low arcing shot <laughs> from most of his um shots in the mid-range and uh i feel like he does a little too much in terms of uh you know going one-on-one in terms of uh spinning and fadeaways and even doing some fakes but like you said i mean he's at least he's playing into reps and hopefully that he can improve his uh shot a little more uh maybe you know when he does get into the league so I guess we'll have to see about that.
0: Uh, in summary, like, I think he's a terrific, horrific prospect. And I think there's something, a guy that really fits the Kings' needs, if you will, like a long athletic defender. And, you know, he could be a very high upside swing, in my opinion, if he can just kind of figure out the shot.
1: Oh, yeah. He's definitely in the close to the top of the list I don't know I don't know the rankings too much to be honest because of how many guys we've been over and I would have to go back and see <laughs> and I don't think we'll be ranking our uh, the 12 guys that we've already went through so far.
0: Oh, or, or will we. Oh, uh, uh, eh. are,
1: we, <laughs> are we gonna still talk about. uh What's his name? Ah, oh, shoot. I already Ula
0: forgot. Kulabale. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about him. You fucked this one up. <laughs> I know. I know. I. <laughs> but, no, we'll talk about him. He, he's he's very interesting.
1: Yeah, um, I know. The I,
0: ne- we'll do that next episode.
1: I kind of wish I did him instead of Darik, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Darik, really good shooter, just nothing really much else. <laughs> but Kulabale, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he definitely has some uh, some uh, really good tools.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, back back to Rupert. Like, I think, I think as long, if he can get to a point where he can get guys to close out on him, like, you know, Marcus Smart for the, like, forever is not a good shooter. He's never, like, really had good percentages. But guys close out to him, and people think he's a good shooter. And that's all that matters. As long as, like as long as Rupert can get to a point where he can get guys to like actually contest his three, I think that is basically gonna be I that's gonna be the key to this game. So whether or not he'll be a serviceable player in the NBA because he has the tools for so many other things. Like again, crazy ridiculous length, but like, in just great, incredible on defense, has a lot of intriguing tools on offense. And just overall, like he can really be a good player that the Kings w- that the Kings need.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely a type of guy that I can see improving uh, large strides uh, throughout his career, and hopefully, definitely become like that high end role player. I feel.
0: And yeah, he he's on the top of my list. Like I think I don't think he's o- over Maxwell Lewis for me, but he's either number number three or two for me like Chris mm. Murray would be the other guy mm. that would be in contention for that yeah and, and of course Kula Bale, if you know if you decide to research him ever <laughs> um, but yeah like he he's up there for me
1: yeah I, I would say he is definitely in my top five like I said I would have to go through all 12 to <laughs> make number, sure number one read Whitehead <laughs> He's probably yeah uh, close to the bottom. <laughs> Not gonna lie.
0: Oh no, there's other guys that uh, I don't really want much to do with. <laughs> you
1: know. Yeah, like I said, I had to go through the twelve guys again and uh, see uh, how I I would rank them.
0: But either way, he's he's a very interesting right, 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 Rayon Ryan for me. Um, I would I would love for, for the Kings to take a swing like this. This is the kind of swing that I want to see them do. do. Oh yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh what just finished up today. Uh actually, no, let's not start at game three. Let's start at game two. So Miami did take a game uh in Denver. It um basically I guess the to kind of just summarize the game, it was a it was it was a tied game or it was close to a tied game after the first quarter and then in the second quarter the heat just stopped scoring and the and the nuggets just go on a huge i think like 15 and 0 run to push the lead to 15 with uh Jokic on the bench it looked like the game was over but the heat hung in tough they were able to cut the lead to i don't even know how much but like it was it was a single digit lead by halftime and then the second half Basically, the the Heat just slowly kind of grinded out the game, but Le, Denver still had a pretty decent lead going into the fourth. And then, and then, and then, in the fourth quarter, the Heat just shot lights out from three. Like Duncan Robinson hit two in a row. That I think it was like two in a row. So, well, Duncan Robinson scored ten points in the fourth quarter alone. Gabe Vincent hit some threes and. And Jimmy Butler, just Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo was pretty good down the stretch. Just a very gutsy game from the Miami Heat to be able to steal that one. Uh, anything to add to game two?
1: Yeah, pretty much Max Struess and Gabe Vincent pretty much showed up <laughs> and played. Uh...
0: Yeah, Max Struess didn't hit a three after the first quarter.
1: Yeah, so I mean at least they showed up uh they scored their points because they are definitely I felt like the swing in terms of things if uh whether or not they could win this game uh against Denver they, again they also kind of held uh some Denver skies to uh kind of low points except for Jokic of course
0: Man, Michael Porter Jr just he's been bad like this finals
1: yeah, I don't know what's up with him, but other than that, I mean Jamal was doing fine. Uh Bruce Brown, really nice, and Christian Braun. I mean, this game he only scored six points, but I mean it wasn't
0: it was an impactful six points.
1: Yeah, like he's he's been uh pretty decent not decent. I I'd say he, he was pretty yeah, pretty good throughout this whole series so far.
0: Like, I don't know if you I don't know if you agree with this. He's the new Alex Caruso, and it's not just because they're white, it, they are just guys that I I remember watching Alex Caruso, and like Caruso just made shit happen. Mm-hmm. And it's and like it's he's just a winning player. And Christian Braun is in the exact same breed. This dude just like I just talked about how uh Ryan Rupert took pride in defense. Well like I got that line from Was talking like Big Was shout out to him Big Was talking about Christian Braun like this is a guy that just takes pride in defense he plays hard as hell on that end and and then like he lets and then he kind of turns that into his own offense he doesn't like you know he's not like a guy who will break you down off the dribble but with a guy like Joker out there like he can set up this guy for days and like this guy just he's just he's just the winning player.
1: Yeah, he had three steals and they were really good steals too. Uh, he he really pushes the pressure on uh, whoever was handling those balls for those steals. But I mean, once he grabs them, I mean he he dies for them. If uh, you know they were trying to go out bounds
0: again, just taking pride in just playing defense and just being he, being an agent of chaos out there. And that's kind of what he is. He, he's he's a winning player.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And then and then it's just kind of and then it's just kind of transitioned perfectly into uh into game into game three. Like you look at the you look at the box score, like Bruce Brown score five points, Jeff Green score four points, Christian Brown off the bench 15 points. The only guy on the bench that was basically productive.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, again really impactful in the defensive end. He he took some really good rebounds from the Miami Heat, not gonna lie, and put it back in. So I mean wait, geez, I I mean I don't what uh I mean yeah what pick was he again?
0: Jeez, he was because... like a, he was like in the mid-first round. Like he one of the reasons why is because he he's not really a shooter and he has a negative wingspan. He's like six seven with a six six wingspan but mm. you would never know that because he just plays that goddamn hard, and mm. he's still big. He's a really big dude too.
1: Yeah, and speaking about winners, I remember seeing the stat where you know he won three state championships for Kansas, uh, or his high school. Sorry, Kansas high school. Um, and he won the NCAA championship for Kansas University. So, because he, why
0: not? You know, Yeah. Again, just the uh, he was the twenty-first pick by Mm. denver last year so like that like that's a great pickup for them and he's a rookie who's arguably their best bench player right now um you know in in the nba finals no less like he this guy's gonna be really really good
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: and that's not even a takeaway like bruce brown bruce brown three blocks like all of them huge by the way my god i pay him out of bio my
1: god like he
0: is just how how is he not developed at all on offense don't get me wrong, he's great on defense, but it's just like, I've never seen a worse 22-17 and 17 game.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way he goes to the rim sometimes feels weak, in my opinion. It's not... I wouldn't say it's that he... It just, I don't know. I just don't know what to say.
0: He just, he doesn't have a bag on offense. Like it, it, it's basically like mid range jumpers. um, And then like every now and then he tries to go to the rim and like shoots a floater. Like he doesn't really go to the rim with force granted. He's not really gonna do that against Joker. But like, he's just he doesn't have much of an offensive back, like, most of it is just kind of him operating essentially as a Sabonis like player, like a guy who operates in the high post and then has like shooters run around all over the place. But like, as a finisher, he's so he's been so disappointing.
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully things will change with him in the future, but it's definitely not anytime soon, in my opinion. I mean. Everything else, you know, like you said, defense is good. It's just, yeah, it's something Something about his offense isn't sinking in so far. And that goes to if you know, the rest of the team in a way for uh, this game where, you know, Matt Schuess was cold again. Gabe Vincent also cold.
0: Also <laughs> dealt with some really bad foul calls, I thought. Um, but it is what it is. But, like, um, let's talk about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, I thought was pretty good. Like, he was impactful during this game. But at the same time, like, I just wish he would dial up the aggression a little bit because he was, like, the only guy that really scored at all for the Heat. Like, their offense goes through stretches where they just cannot score. And, like, Jimmy Jimmy, will, Jimmy can bail them out. But, like, it just feels like he doesn't go to – it just feels like he, his aggression isn't there. To be fair, I, I always say this about Jimmy. Jimmy will make the right play just about every single time Mm -hmm. and he does and like he's not gonna like force it every single time but he will make the right play and so like that's the kind of defend him for just you know not being that aggressive sometimes
1: oh yeah and it's up to the teammates to you know actually hit the shots which i mean sadly it did in this game uh i mean jimmy will four assists i mean it's on the lower end, but
0: well, you well, in order to get assists, your teammates have to hit shots. Exactly. I, that <laughs> was the that was the issue. It wasn't like Max Max Struz, five assists, you know, good good for him. But like guys gotta hit shots and they just yeah. didn't.
1: Yeah. Also, this game, I felt like Kyle Lowry kind of hit some <sighs> terrible shots. Oh
0: god, Kyle Lowry. One of the more frustrating, What play- he's up there with like Marcus Smart in terms of just frustrating players to watch. Like, he is a absolute like genius sometimes but there's just sometimes where I'm just like what are you doing <laughs> like how like you you cannot be doing this kind of garbage like at like as smart as he is like he's an inc- he's like a really smart player but like there's just sometimes'll he'll, he'll foul a guy for no reason he'll just make a stupid pass there there was a lob where Jimmy was wide ass open and this dude threw it off the top of the backboard. i i I don't know
1: yeah i don't know it's it's hard to say uh you know how the he's gonna do you know in their second home game so hopefully they could step it up and you know tie it up again but it's it's gonna be a long long series if it's gonna be like that
0: well it's gonna be a short series actually if it's gonna if it's gonna be like that oh, yeah. and you know before we get to the main event we've got to talk about Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon kind of back to his like game self. granted not that many points only 11 points but like he was playing some bully ball just and like for some reason the nuggets sw- or the heat switched a little too much in my opinion and that you know that ends up with like a, usually a really small guard against Aaron Gordon and Aaron Gordon just went straight, went down low and just kind of bullied these guys, like doing basically just doing his job.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said before, I mean, this team is huge. They got so many rebounds this game, so many second chance points that he can keep up, really. I mean, every time the Heat scored something, Denver tripled it pretty much.
0: Yeah, like they were just de- he were just demolished in the paint. Um, by by the Nuggets, like Nuggets Nuggets didn't shoot well from three at all, only five for eighteen, but they demolished the Heat inside.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Okay, let's get to the main event. Nikola Jokic, a very casual, uh, historic performance um, by Nikola Jokic: thirty-two points, twenty-one rebounds, and ten assists. Because why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, just because. Ridiculous! It's just ridiculous.
0: There have been so many moments in this series where he like, you know, he, he'll just like the, the, he will play great defense and like, it will just end with a Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic pick and roll. And like one of them will hit a, just a ridiculous, not a ridiculous shot. Jamal Murray will hit a mid-ranger, but like Jokic will just throw up some bullshit and it will just go in. He has just such great touch and like on just like hook shots, floaters and like, he's so big, you can't even contest it. Like, there were so many moments where I just look at like Cody Zeller or Bam Adebayo, they'll close out to him, and he'll just shoot it over them. And like, part of me is like, you could have stepped up a step like farther. But like, at the same time, if you step up a, a step more, Joker going to drive on you and he's going to toss up some floater that's just going to go in for no reason. He's just so good.
1: Yeah, it just feels like at times he's not even trying, to be honest.
0: And that's the thing with his game. It just does not look like he's trying, but it's the shit that he does, it's so hard, but he makes it look effortless.
1: Pretty much. Like it's it's just so intriguing, like a player like him being the way he is or the way he plays. It's it's just pure skill from everything he does. Except for defense, of course, but I mean that's a whole. And, and
0: defense, story. like here's the thing, Joel Embiid is a much better defender than him. Like, don't get me wrong, they have about the same effect on defense.
1: Hmm. <laughs> now, that's
0: my that's my hot take. Like, look, look, had had Embiid like played against like Golden State or like played against uh, like say the Suns, he would have been hunted just like how Joker is. Like is that's just how the playoffs work. They are going to drag you out of the paint, or you know, they're they're gonna make you work, and you just have to just be decent enough to not use have to be you just have to hold up just well enough, and Joker holds up enough.
1: Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. And he's was... not
0: he's got great hands. The people don't talk, I don't feel like it's talked about enough. He has great hands, oh like yeah, like for
1: strips. Oh, definitely, as long as you know. doesn't get blown past by or you know doesn't have to move much i mean he's definitely (laughs) gonna block some shots and then of course jamal murray just because
0: got a triple double 34 10 and 10.
1: yeah that's awesome
0: i didn't even realize he had a had a triple double but it's just yeah this is a these two are are just an incredible duo and like you know jamal like they actually called jamal the head of the snake you know sound familiar Like, and he kind of is, in a way. Because, like, he's the kind of dribble penetration guy. And, like, if he gets hot and you start having to double him off of Jokic, of all people, like, it's GG. And, you know, Jamal's been pretty good. Like, even though he didn't have an amazing game, too, he was still scoring pretty well. But, like, yeah, Jamal's been, like, kind of, like, been overshadowed by Jokic's brilliance. He's been really good.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Most definitely.
0: So... Yeah, just that, like, I don't I don't know how, how this series is going to go. I would assume Miami comes back next game and ties up 2-2, and then we'll go back to Denver. But, like, you know, do, 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 does the Heat's, you know, incredible run start coming to an end? Because with the way the Nuggets are playing, they just feel inevitable.
1: Well, we'll have to see. I mean, of course, the Heat have to win next game, or else that's it. <laughs> I mean they're gonna to have to fight harder and with each every in every game from here on now it's it's gonna get even tougher, especially with um Denver's uh what you might call it, offense uh being coordinated pretty well so yeah, in terms of defense for the heat it, it's it's you not just good. got
0: you just have to live with what you're gonna what you're gonna do you you're just got to shoot better,
1: like, yeah.
0: You know, Gabe Vincent can't go one for six. Max Scherzer cannot go one for four. This is, yeah, they just got to start hitting from three. Even though like, you know, some of their guys did, but like they need more.
1: Yeah, eleven for thirty-five is, so I mean, surprisingly
0: not not good. You can't shoot eleven for thirty-five when you shoot thirty-seven percent overall.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean their shots were not good at all from for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah, you just look at some of these games, like how the hell did the Heat get here? Like there are so many moments where I'm just looking at, they cannot create easy shots. And the Nuggets just, they have like, they have just incredible offensive players and are just able to, you know, go to Jokic and Jamal Murray at any point in time and just to get an easy bucket. And usually it works. Just, yeah. So like the the Heat are just going to have to be able to score better.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: Okay. Anything else you want to talk about the finals? And also, what's your prediction now?
1: I still think it's gonna be Denver. In did I say six? I think you said six. <laughs> I still think it's Denver and six. I feel like maybe Miami will take next game. Um, then Denver will take the you know next two, and that's gonna be it. I'm
0: I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Heat in six. I want my boy Jimmy to, to get I, to get his ring, man. It's an incredible story.
1: I mean, I I really want Jimmy to get a ring too. But I mean, like I said in the beginning, whoever wins this series is gonna be a good story for either team, anyway.
0: Yeah, it really will be. And like if the Den, when if Denver wins this series, like you know, I guess they can finally reset the meta. I guess for NBA. Because it's always been like, you know, you got to get a big team and kind of, and the Warriors kind of fucked that up by going with the small ball stuff. And for so many years, small ball has been the meta where, you know, you have like Draymond at center and like centers can't punish that stuff. And that's why you can never play a center anymore. Denver would reset that. We, We reset that meta. And for those of you that don't know what meta is, basically in gaming, that's like the best setup. And like, you know, for so many years in NBA history, it's always been, like, the team with kind of, like, that's all, that's big is usually the better team. And finally, if they win this one, like, it will reset everything to back to normal, essentially. If the Miami Heat win this one, then the small ball will still be king because they are a small-ass team. Like, it, w- like, words cannot describe just how goddamn small they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, the tallest guy is... Bam, which is what? No,
0: he's like six nine, six ten, maybe.
1: Yeah, and like
0: Kevin Love might be bigger, but he doesn't play big anymore.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, he he's definitely lost quite a few steps, but I mean, for what he does, is what it is, really. But yeah, we'll see how this goes because I mean, I would love to (laughs) see big lineups again. Again, I mean all the bigs now shoot threes <laughs> So <laughs> I mean everyone can still stretch the four, I guess.
0: Yeah, but like it's just, just saying, like, it's good to have like big teams, like you know, an actual true center in Jokic. Mm-hmm. And then you have like just you know, of really just guys the fo- the front course is really, really tall, and then you have just big guards and KCP and uh Jamal Murray. Like again, big big ball win big ball is what wins championships for much of nba history
1: yeah and Sowie. we'll finally
0: kind of get back to that
1: yeah So he's a lost art <laughs> as of uh recently and for quite a while so yeah we'll see
0: and finally let's uh talk about some news around the league and around the kings uh okay so let's start with this sabonis uh had a scan on his hand And he's still waiting on doctors to determine if he needs surgery. That was uh, six days ago when he was at the uh, Sacramento Zoo for an event. I wish I had went. Um, But yeah, apparently he still has not had surgery on his hand yet. And we don't actually, or he doesn't know um, as of of a week ago whether he will need surgery.
1: Well, let's hope it's nothing serious because I don't want want him missing uh, too much time in my opinion
0: yeah so hopefully they kind of get that stuff figured out and he can you know go back to working on his game
1: mm-hmm, pretty much
0: uh Imani Bates uh much I guess maligned <laughs> player by the two of us he came in for a workout in Sacramento on a Monday
1: oh sure I mean that's cool I mean it's not good <laughs> it doesn't mean that we're gonna promise him
0: no, like, I think it does kind of show, like, I think the Kings are going to use those second rounders. And if you're using the second round on Imani Bates, I am more than happy with that.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, it's just, yeah, we'll see how he does, because from all the mock drafts I've seen, it's just, he's everywhere. I mean, if he, he does fall in that, what, what do we have, the 37, 38, something like that?
0: Mm-hmm, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that pick for him um but yeah it, it just all depends if he's available i guess
0: yeah um we'll we'll see um yeah um i think again to take a swing at him like in the second round i'm i'm happy with that and you know maybe maybe like college just like it just, it just wasn't the right environment to have him to you know have him learn winning habits
1: well we'll see <laughs>
0: Okay, the Kings win uh, the uh, Athletic Training Staff of the Year. Uh, also part of that uh, training staff, Miguel Lopez, a longtime employee. He's basically been around since the drought started, so it's like literally sixteen years. He won Equipment Manager of the Year, uh, the Training Staff of the Year. The the Kings won that because the the players were the most were very healthy. They were the Kings were one of the most healthy teams in the league. I think they were actually. The most healthy team in the league. So very much well deserved for keeping the players, you know, ready and healthy.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully they could keep up the work because we are going to need another healthy season from yep. the Kings. And actually, <laughs> is that uh, some of the reasons how, uh, you know, they got the, what you want to call it?
0: um that yeah. was mentioned uh, I believe and mm. uh, yeah I mean that would make sense like you know keeping the players healthy in a league where there's just so many injuries popping popping like left and right so credit to them
1: oh yeah most definitely
0: uh another person that could be joining the Kings Dwight Howard talked to I forgot where I forgot what um I just remember seeing it online on I think hoops type and stuff but apparently he is interested in joining the Sacramento Kings uh Would you want Dwight Howard on the Sacramento Kings?
1: Uh, I mean, Dwight Howard, the player, I wouldn't mind. Um, I mean, we're definitely going to have to let go of a guy to make room for him. And I feel like that's going to be like Alex Glenn, sadly enough. Um, Yeah. I mean, Rashawn Holmes, I still don't know what's going to happen with him, to be honest. And who else is still on that bench? I mean, we still have Keita, which I doubt we're going to drop, and Metu, which I also kind of doubt we're going to drop. But I mean, going back to Dwight Howard, I still think he can produce something for the NBA. It's just that I don't know about um, you know his presence in the locker room is going to be anything good.
0: Yeah, he was quite the ass clown. Or like but he still kind of is a bit of an ass clown and uh I just don't know. Like he he's he, he's an interesting character and I don't I just don't know if like his if his play will be worth it. Like you know his la- his last stint with the Lakers wasn't wasn't great. Like he was good in their bubble championship run, but like I, I just don't I just don't know.
1: Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing like maybe a potential workout from him in if he does come back to the states to do so. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, his game in Taiwan is not, you know, <laughs> the same in as in the NBA, really.
0: And yeah, honestly, if you're gonna go the Dwight Howard route, I'd rather just go for Boogie. Honestly. Oh,
1: oh yeah. I, in my opinion, for some reason uh i mean I would, we know the reason <laughs>
0: like you know
1: yeah i mean i would say he would be a better walkroom guy
0: which is saying to, a lot by the yeah, way Yeah,
1: which is saying a lot compared to dwight <laughs> um uh in terms of everything else about his game and um you know defense i guess uh and you know i haven't really watched much of his puerto rico games so i mean Hopefully he's up to speed because it's it's been quite a while since he's been back in the league.
0: I think he can still be serviceable, and th- this just reminds me of something—just a really funny like line. I remember I listened to D'Lo and KC, and they were talking about a uh, Carmelo being a bad teammate, and then uh-huh. they were like, say- "This was during like the All Star All Star game, and they were like saying why did- why did they have to show Carmelo? Why can't they just show like Darren Williams or something?' Like Darren Williams would just well, he was just a really bad teammate. That's just <laughs> all he was. <laughs> like, he's just a bad teammate. You guys should show him instead. But that, that's kind of what it reminds me of with this Dwight and uh, this Dwight and Boogie situation. Yeah, yeah, like Boogie's just an angry asshole who, you know, yells at his teammates
1: all the time. But Dwight's somehow worse. Yeah, I think when it comes to on court being a dog, I could see Boogie being the better man um and you want to talk
0: about an instigator who's gonna start some shit oh yeah
1: but granted
0: both of them would do that like dwight howard was pretty dirty last time i watched him
1: yeah but i think i think yeah like i said in terms of locker room presence i think boogie has the upper edge (laughs) and again i don't know you know his thoughts on sacramento anymore in terms of the front office so Hopefully things have changed in that sort of area. But yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes from here on out. I feel like we should look at all the other um, potentials of signings and uh, trades before, you know, think about making a move with uh, Dwight or Boogie in that sense.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, they did have, like, positive interactions, I think, last night, like, Boogie had, I think, had a positive interaction with Vex, so maybe, maybe the bridge fences have been mended, maybe, but we'll see, like, I I wouldn't hate Boogie, like, back on this team, because, also, he's kind of a facsimile of Sabonis, if you think about it, like, you know, he's a pass, he's, he's good at passing, he's, he's a, he's like a load, like, on the low block, like, he can score in the low post, like, you know, it, it it makes sense.
1: Oh, most definitely does. It's just hopefully for either of these guys, they play in their role and not be over their heads of thinking. He first. ain't going to have
0: a choice. <laughs> Neither one of them have a choice because like they oh, don't, okay. they don't play in the role Buy, <laughs> like, it's that simple. You're not paying them like 20 million a year where you can't wait them, but you're talking like 1 million a year and just, if, it, if they start showing attitude, like bye.
1: Yeah. And sadly enough, if boogie does come to the sacramento kings this might be the best coach he's had while in sacramento now that i think about it besides you know
0: mike malone is the other one but like there was chaos on that one
1: exactly like
0: let me to be fair like you know mike brown's probably the best coach he's arguably he's probably the second he's the second best coach the sacramento's ever had you know
1: mm -hmm. in terms
0: of like success and just lasting essentially and like any like literally one playoff birth and he's the second he has the second most playoff wins in Sacramento Kings history. Oh, that's crazy. Exactly. So it's it's not a very high bar if that makes any sense. And oh, yeah. Mike Brown is great. So you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah he'll he'll put some sense for sure.
0: Okay we, we won't spend too much time on this but uh it just came out today Zion has a little baby mama situation going on. Uh, John Morant Uh, so Adam Silver basically came out and said like okay so we've kind of decided on a punishment we have more information and we're going to announce this we're going to announce the punishment after the NBA finals as to not take away from the NBA finals so um, before I even ask you like what are your thoughts on the situation man the first two picks of the 2019 draft just what a disaster (laughs) So
1: yeah. lately, I mean, we talked about this off air a little bit. I mean, they're still young, that's for sure. I mean, they have money, that's also for sure. So, I mean, they they have a lot of power in their hands and they could do whatever you know they damn well please. It's just they gotta also consider the longevity <laughs> of, um being that kind of presence in the nba so i don't know with Jaw, that's i mean yeah that's that needs to be fixed in terms of his um gun situations and for zion i mean he's he he just gotta (laughs) keep his dick in his pants
0: yeah um I I I would have thought of a different way of saying that, but oh, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they're young, you know. Let let this be a life lesson. You know, just be smart about it. You know, be be smart about who you associate yourself with, and you know, again, like like you said, keep your penis in your pants.
1: <sighs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I haven't read much more beyond uh what's going on with the Zion situation because i simply i i don't really care i mean he's he's zion he's just gonna do whatever outside of that and i don't think it's gonna ruin much of his image anyway other than you know potentially having to pay there's gonna be support. a lot of joke
0: there's gonna be a lot of jokes but uh, other than that i mean people already make fun of him first weight. They're definitely gonna add that in. I mean, granted, in the late in the video that he posted, he looks very slim.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> once the season starts, I mean, something something's gonna come up. We'll see.
0: Yeah, let's just hope that these guys <laughs> we're able to see these guys on the court. Because, like, when they're on the court, they're great.
1: Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Just uh that off court needs some fix and
0: Okay, well let's uh let's talk about something more basketball related, I guess, and something more happier. LeBron James is he going to the maps?
1: Yeah. <laughs> with Luca already.
0: Okay. okay, for the for, for context, a report came out from a Shams that apparently Kyrie has been talking to LeBron about possibly joining him joining up with him in Dallas. And but before you poo poo that idea, apparently in the trade machine that it does work. So uh, Fong, so let, let's just say if you were to get a package of Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, I don't think Christian Woods under contract, Maxi Kleba, and uh, whatever the hell they can actually put together or Davis Batons, would you would you would you take that if you're the Lakers?
1: Uh you're gonna have to add picks <laughs> that's for sure which do they even have picks <laughs> they have
0: some picks but it's not a lot they, they don't have a lot to work with it it's... My, when i when i first like read that out, i was like you might i think if you, even if you add tim hardaway senior in his prime i don't think this works
1: mm, no i still wouldn't do it no definitely not lakers wouldn't do it and as a mass fan i mean sure yeah luke um Kyrie and LeBron who who are the rest of the guys that's gonna be Min- minimum guys is who that's gonna be pretty much I mean you gotta scrap something from the G League. hope that you could hire someone from the heat organization that can find these diamond rough players but yeah that I mean having two playmakers in LeBron and Luca is gonna be
0: who are they gonna make place for <laughs> like that that's <laughs> the problem ben. For each other, and honestly, that that's 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 been the problem with Luca and Kyrie. They don't have a lot of us. they don't have a good supporting cast around them, and you know, I mean, it's just can we can we stop with this LeBron stuff? Like, dude, dude's got a broken foot. Let him heal, or like, honestly, just stay stay out of the spotlight, please. Like LeBron brings his attention up, up onto himself, and it's just. Like there's a great, there's a, there's a really good finals game final series going on right now. Can we talk about that instead? And it's just bullshit like this or instead of bullshit like this, just it's, it won't happen. It's stupid. And it's like, even if you're LeBron, why do you want to still play with Kyrie at this point? Like the guy's so unreliable.
1: uh, I don't know. I mean I don't I simply don't know. I mean it's like who else is gonna be out there um to uh whatchamacallit be available for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, not much, but it's just I'm just saying it's I, I, I just hate I just hate these kinds of things. It's like just hey, uh, you know, like like let's just let's just get all the good players together and it's all gonna work out this is no that's not how that's not how it works there's contracts there's salary caps there's a lot of rules that prevent this kind of stuff from happening let's just let's just stop with this shit and just get get come back to reality
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> what what do you think maybe Kyrie is thinking of trading luca for lebron
0: <laughs> why would the maps ever do that in that case I would just say okay bye. <laughs>
1: have, fun,
0: have, have fun getting to have fun getting any money from any other team. Cuz bitch bitch you want money. We're the team that's going to get that's going to give you money.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. The extent know, I of, don't
0: I don't know anymore.
1: Yeah, the extent of them going far for next season if they do keep the same team is Gonna be a little intriguing. I like, for the most part, it's definitely that supporting cast that's gonna be worrisome.
0: And and I think they can work. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad like pairing. I think it's a pretty good pairing. They just have, they just need more time and get get just get some better players. Like Josh Green will be better next season, and you know you can work from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. So this news uh, dropped uh, in the afternoon. Uh, so CP3 is going to be is likely to get waived by the Suns. So there's still talks. There's still like talking of like maybe there's another option of like sign and trade or, you know, wave and re-sign. And like there, there's still all the chance in the world, apparently, that CP3 can still be on the Suns. But yeah, the, the announcement came today. And what, what were your thoughts when you first heard about it?
1: yeah it was interesting I, at first i thought he was like totally waved. that's my first initial thought but i mean it's not yet <laughs> but i mean i definitely had the idea the same idea of uh, him just resigning um other people that i saw said oh he might actually play with lebron in uh los angeles but uh
0: yeah, yeah, let's get a bunch of old guys who can't stay healthy. Now that'll, that'll, that'll work.
1: Yeah, pretty much, but I don't know. CP3 is kind of at the very tail end of the career where I, I don't even know where he would go other than, you know having to take a very big pay cut just to stay with someone <laughs>
0: you, you know what team I, if like if the suns are just straight up wave him like you know what team i want to see him on i want to see him on with boston Ooh. they need they need a yeah. Granted, i don't think he'll do it because i don't think he wants to move to boston the one of the reasons why he came to phoenix was like it's so close to la which six hours away so that's a really close one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. appar- apparently he's really, he really wants to be near LA. And I just don't think he'll do Boston.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, he could play in LA or, I mean, uh, of course if he stays in Phoenix, there's always a plane <laughs> to go to LA. So, I mean, if he wants to stay in the West, it's the best he could do really.
0: Yeah, like the Lakers. I guess it makes sense. I just look. You just what? What? What are your? What are your act? What's your actual goal if you're the Lakers? Like, are you trying to get to the finals? Like, does CP three really help you with that anymore? Like, it's not even so much like you know whether or not he helps you on the court. It's like, is he ever going to be on the court when it matters? I mean, a dude just got what he had a groin issue just pop up like you know when in the middle of the second round and never saw the court again. It's just. The guy can't stay healthy. And he's old. Isn't it? that shit ain't gonna get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, really.
0: Yeah, but you know, in a perfect world, I would love to see him go to Boston. Like you still have the health issues there, but for the love of God, just get the ball out of Marcus Smart's hands. Have a guy set the table for these idi- for these idiots who are not point guards. Like just, just somebody.
1: Yeah, like I said, we'll see where this goes. I mean, most likely he's just going to stay with a huge pay cut.
0: Okay, for okay, for, you know, let, let, let's do this thought exercise for the sake of it. Should the Kings consider signing him if he's waived?
1: Eh, he is still, you know, two hours' plane ride to LA. <laughs> um,
0: Hey, better than how, better than, it's it's about, like, you know, the distance from, you know, Phoenix.
1: I mean, playmaking's nice and all, but, uh, I mean, his defense and offense is not anything I'm intrigued about. I, I disagree. Like, he's a good, he's a mid-range
0: artist still, and, like, he's a good playmaker.
1: Is he willing to go off the bench, though?
0: I would assume so at this point. I don't know. Yeah, that that actually could be tricky. But, you know, like, I don't see why not if, like, he's willing to come to Sacramento.
1: Yeah, then again, I mean, if, like I said, if he's really going to be chasing that ring, I don't think his first thought would be Sacramento, to be honest.
0: I, I'm telling you, it should be. You know, we're up and coming team. I mean, uh, like we just like we just saw what Jokic can do. Like Sabonis so is kind of a facsimile of that.
1: I mean, yeah, but if not next year, how many more years does he really have? Oh, to it's gonna up? be next.
0: Oh, it's gonna be next year. <laughs> he ain't he ain't got another chance after that.
1: So yeah, he better he better choose wisely.
0: Oh, so, yeah. I, I, you know, just a thought exercise. Like, you know, he would work on the Kings, I think, like, especially as, like, that's se- finally that kind of secondary, that second or third playmaker that, you know, you desperately need. Like, when the league doesn't have it going, you know, it works. But mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it'll happen. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. And last thing we'll go out on this somber note, unfortunately. Uh, it was announced today uh, at the Iron Sheik. Has uh, passed away at the age of 81. Really, just sad news. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna front and say like, oh, I watched so many Iron Sheik matches. I watched him put over Hulk Hogan. I didn't see any of that. What I do know the Iron Sheik for, he is, he was absolutely hilarious on Twitter, and like, he is just a funny man. And he doesn't like Hulk Hogan, which that's a bonus for me. And uh yeah, re- really, just rest in peace. You know. You know, really grateful for all the stuff that he contributed to wrestling and just being an absolute joy to to follow on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, same with me. Didn't really watch him. Only seen him in some highlights, but yeah, may him rest in peace. And it's, yeah, it's a tough shame because I heard so many good things about him.
0: His favorite tweet I've ever had was, uh, this was, I think, the year that, it was the year that the Suns made it to the finals. It was game, I think it was game two. Yeah, game two, Paul George misses two free throws. That would have put him up three. And if you don't remember, like it, uh, DeAndre Aiden gets like this crazy tip in alley oop to basically win the game. And after that game, Iron Sheet tweeted out Paul George is a jabroni. So that, that's one of that's one of my favorite tweets of all time. So yeah, just as you said, rest in peace, Irish Sheet. You were an absolute joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's all I have on my docket. Anything else you want to quickly talk about before we end this episode?
1: Uh, I mean, let's see what else has happened. I I watched Spider-Man, not going to lie. I'm
0: I'm probably going to watch it at some point. I have good things. Although not really controversial take. Apparently, I'm not a fan of Spider Man.
1: Oh. I think
0: he, I think he's annoying. I think he's annoying. Uh. Look, the movies are great. Okay, the movies are like I loved. Uh, I loved. What I love, but like the action sequences. And was it the the one we watched Was it No Way Home? I think.
1: The, this is not the same Spider Man, by the way. Oh, this is not the same Spider Man. Th- this is the animated okay. one.
0: Oh, so it's a different one. Oh. yeah <laughs> well okay you guys just you guys have found out i'm not not the biggest fan of spider-man but i'm i'm, I'm i am kind of intrigued by this movie
1: oh i i would try giving give a watch um i to be honest i don't know where the first one is uh in terms I, i've of heard about streaming. that i've
0: heard that one was really good too
1: oh yeah the animated one yeah the, i would say uh the second one is just as good as the first one so if you have a chance to watch that, and you know the fast, whatever Fast and Furious movies you still have left, I mean, I'd give it a go.
0: Okay, and yeah, you guys just found out I do not, I do not like Spider Man.
1: Do, do you like any superheroes at all?
0: No, I like all the others. Oh, no, I love all the other Marvel superheroes. I just think super, I just think Spider Man is very annoying. <laughs> Look, the action sequences in that movie were great any time I had to hear him talk, I wanted to shoot him.
1: I mean, he's, he's a high school I wanted to kid. strangle
0: him.
1: I really He's a high school kid. That's
0: what everyone tells me. It's like, oh, he's, oh, he's just a high school kid. He's a naive kid. Great. Does not make, does not make him any less annoying.
1: Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, all the Spider-Mans are still high school kids, to be honest, but I think this one will change your mind in terms of, uh, spider who spider-man really is as a you know superhero i guess
0: yeah sure I, I am intrigued though so um other than that uh there was one other oh yeah oh frank vogel uh got got a got was hired by the phoenix suns for 30 million uh, a lot of people were saying like man frank frank vogel needs monty Williams's as agent because like, man, like that is a much harder job, probably than the Detroit job. And Monty Williams is getting paid twice than what Frank Vogel's getting getting paid. That's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, are the Phoenix Suns front office still cheap?
0: I would say no. Just because it's it's a new owner and they were willing to shelve out a lot of shit for KD.
1: Sorry, I have to pause there for a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, KD is KD, don't get me wrong, but Frank Vogel, I mean, he does have a lot, uh, whatchamacallit on his belt that can prove that he can get paid more than he is now, but I don't know, I, I still feel like the salary for um, a head coaches. Is- I don't know. It seems quite a lot still, especially looking at Monty Williams. I mean, I think Frank Vogel had the kind of like, you know, the average salary for the most part.
0: Yeah, and like the Monty Williams contract is just disgusting. Like the more I think about it and just think about it, he's not going to get fired for another few years and he can do a good job. He can do a bad job. It won't fucking matter. That man is going to get paid
1: exactly and like i said still getting paid from the phoenix suns uh three years of wait, 20 mil over three years maybe something like that which is still crazy <laughs> on top of game paid from detroit
0: just yeah just man detroit detroit is a interesting situation to say the least
1: yeah i, I do wonder how the money works out for uh these teams and especially coaching because it doesn't dip into the players um which i cap space i assume yeah
0: oh uh, yeah it does not go into a cap space there's no cap there's no salary cap thing with uh coaches so they can do whatever the hell they want and uh yeah detroit decided just kept throwing more money at him and you know monty williams begrudgingly just had to take a 100 million dollars <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have said yes in his in his shoes.
0: I think I would have too. I I think I would have.
1: Oh yeah, uh, who was the assistant coach that went to Detroit as well? I forgot.
0: Uh, Rex Kalamian?
1: Was it uh, from from the I, Kings?
0: That's what that's the one I know.
1: No, it must have been a different team. I remember someone else signed a assistant coach, but I, I just forgot who. To be honest,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but you know, good good for Monty Williams. Hopefully, Frank Vogel can Fra- Frank Vogel can figure it out. And you know, yeah, this new owner is kind of an ass clown of the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion. So far, he, he's been he he's done a bit of a press tour to kind of like fix his reputation a little bit, or like to butter up his reputation. But he's a bit of an ass clown.
1: I mean, at least it's better than the previous owner, am I right? Well,
0: what a standard. Yeah, he, ha- he hasn't said anything racist or sexist yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, pretty much.
0: Okay, if you have nothing else, uh, let's call it a. Or, or do you have anything else actually?
1: Um, man, you try to still think on what else uh, has happened within. Look, the I'm more than willing
0: to shit on Spider Man if you want to.
1: I mean, better than that, I mean, have. <laughs> How's Witcher free? I guess? I mean, you've been playing a lot of that.
0: Oh, it's I been assume. good. I'm actually progressing the story now because I've run out of question marks to explore. So, yeah.
1: What Other than that, I am somewhat intrigued with Diablo 4. Then again, I don't know if, I, I mean, it's going to take so much time if I do get it. Why
0: Why would that be a problem for you?
1: <laughs> How much
0: goddamn time you put into Destiny? I and mean, you're going to need something to replace Destiny. There, There's going to be a hole in your life once
1: that's yeah. over like the thing with Diablo when I saw it was it's I mean it, it's really good don't get me wrong it's just they had a micro now which I don't know how that's going to affect much other than you know skins and whatever x here and there would uh give you so I don't know I mean this is I mean I've heard really good things other than that and being what the number one quickest seller for blizzard i think or i want to say it's the best seller
0: it's one of their best uh games and uh yeah they're gonna need some because man they take a lot of l's lately
1: i mean overwatch 2 was a really
0: Oh oh my god like just that fucking disaster
1: i mean a lot of people still play it don't get me wrong it still has a huge fan base um but sadly, it didn't capulate us anymore <laughs> in terms of... um and, the, you know, and
0: like the fact that they're not going to go through with the story mode. Like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, microtransactions, again, prevalent in uh, Overwatch 2. Yeah, um,
0: it is what it is. I've just kind of accepted microtransactions just are a thing.
1: And Call of Duty, I mean... Call of Duty moved on to Steam anyway, so that's doesn't really count for them anymore. If you really like Warcraft or World of Warcraft, I mean, sure. I mean, I heard the World of Warcraft um, Classic had quite a few ex- like old expansions come back, but I mean, we're not sadly into that anymore.
0: Well, I was never into that, so uh-huh. I'm not a nerd.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah but uh, yeah um yeah Witcher 3 has been great continue playing it actually playing the actual story now so that that's actually gotten interesting mm. and yeah. also and i guess we'll close out on this uh for those of you that are in new york and in canada affected by the wildfires please be careful because holy shit new york looks like the apocalypse right now
1: oh it looks terrible Wait, i saw like a photo from like not, not even afar. It's just a like a whole is this a, orange. Yeah. It's just orange out there. Which is crazy because... It's
0: more, it, orange, I, it's more orange than Donald Trump at this point. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I thought California had it bad, but looking at that, it, that just looks like it's unlivable to go outside. And uh, yeah, I mean, geez, it's... I can't imagine that kind of uh, air quality being on top of New York already having one of the worst inequalities in the world anyway. Well, apparently it's actually been good for a bit and Mm. not anymore. So anyways, everyone
0: affected by it, just just be careful when you go outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, this has gone on long enough. Uh, Let's uh, close this episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys back on the next one.
1: Yep. We'll see you guys later.